Well, it happened again. I recorded this episode with the wrong microphone, the laptop microphone, instead of the Yeti, the blue Yeti microphone that's so nice and makes a podcast sound so nice. Instead, you have the tinny and at times inaudible sound picked up by the laptop microphone. And I assure you that you are not more disappointed about it than I am. But I have to I have to edit the whole episode. I have to live with my mistake. I have to listen to myself or try to listen to myself. Hopefully on this episode, Zach will say all the cool stuff, and you'll just hear me kind of muttering in agreement, or disagreement, or just acknowledgement, but of course you'll have to guess because it'll be so hard to hear me. Well... Guess that's all I can say. Enjoy. Huge quotation marks. The show. Uh, it's Heroes Path. That's this podcast. Uh, we're here to talk about Breath of the Wild, as usual. I had some uh, side quests that I... You had a lot of side quests. ...accumulated in my side quest log. And this seemed like a good time to get all of those done. Uh, Though we'll see how successful I was with that as we go. Well, what did you do first? Before I tried to accomplish any side quest, I realized that it had been some time since I had turned in any Korok seeds and figured I should go do that. Okay. I showed up at the Korok Forest with 400 and f- or by the I had caught the I met 441 Korok seeds total total I brought a hundred some with me there to turn them in and it turns out that 441 is exactly the correct amount to max out all of your carrying capacity how did you do that just happenstance it just happened to work out that way I was shocked Wow. It's a weird number for that to be the right number, but... Um, however, I also know that there's a reward for getting all of them, so I'll get to that eventually. No. <laughs> uh, you, you doubt me, but I don't doubt me. Uh, okay, first side quest I did is I did Terrytown, because obviously Terrytown is like the best side quest in the game, so I'm yeah. like, I have to go finish Terrytown. It's the best one. Uh, I got back to Terrytown, and then he was looking. For, uh, Hudson was looking for somebody to set up a shop in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew Fison in Rito Village had previously been looking to set up a shop somewhere, so I went and talked to him. Uh, he was delighted. Uh, we got the cutscene of him leaving, but rather than like fly away like a Rito, he just uh-huh. stands up and slowly walks away while the music yep. plays, and it's amazing. It's very good. Like, that is such a deliberate choice for them to just be like, no, 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 he has to walk like everybody else. Because that's <laughs> funny. 
Uh, while I, I was... guess we imagine that he is walking, and now I'm realizing, oh my gosh. Huh. Um, we don't see Rito walking around Hyrule like we see the other guys. I guess we don't see Zora's either. Yeah, but Zor- Zora. you do have the occasional Goron or Gerudo outside of their native lands just walking around. Yeah. I mean, huh. I, I imagine they have the same walking animation, probably. They probably find some walking guys in town. In, in, um, in Rito? In Rito? In Rito Village, yeah. Yeah, you have that guard who patrols oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. entry area. Um, no, of course they can walk. And I have to imagine that Fison is going to walk the whole way there as part of his rejection of his people. I guess. It's good. Uh, while I was in town in mm-hmm. the Rito Village, I ran into Cass, uh, who was chilling in town, playing music, and his kids are singing along to like the, the, the Rito Village theme. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize that he came back. Yeah, this is not familiar to me. So he, if you go talk to him, he he says, "Hey, come back and talk to me at night when my kids are asleep." You can go talk to him, and then he lays out all of his actual backstory about how he apprenticed under like a court. Oh, that's right. I have heard all this. Like the court musician, uh, who a hundred years ago was like around during the calamity. And this guy loved Zelda, but he knew that Zelda loved Link. And so he's like, well, that kind of sucks, but I'm going to do what I can to help Link by, writing all of these songs about convenient like caches and shrines and I will pass them down to my student Cass uh and so Cass it reveals at this moment that like he knew like who Link was the whole time basically whoa and he's like yeah I'm just doing my part and it's cool and that's the payoff that I thought for some reason this was all DLC we don't know for sure that it's not DLC, right? Because no, you have the DLC installed. Oh, okay. I looked it up. This is not DLC. This does happen in the base game. So this is all surface stuff that the game is in there okay. by default. So, yeah, I, I was incorrect on this. I had an incorrect hmm. assumption about the DLC. So, good. Now, I seem to remember either I remember wondering who this court musician was or remember having some hint of who it was i don't is this ringing any bell i don't think there's any like specific identity of this person i don't think there's okay. like a guy in a cutscene or anything like that hmm. i think it's just a background character like a few other background characters in the backstory of the game someone like, who might show up in age of calamity though no i'm pretty sure he doesn't <laughs> like way in the background staring at zelda well, with I will accordion in his hands. When I play that game, I will look for him, and if I okay. find him, I will let you know. All right. I was kind of surprised by how, like, in plain English, Cass lays out the fact that Zelda is in love with Link. Which huh. I know, yeah. you know, we are humans, and we watched those cutscenes last episode, and like, we are aware of the subtext, but like, he just says it just out loud in a way that I'm like, oh, huh. I guess if you were, like, were questioning that, then this makes the game's intentions very explicit. 
yeah, that's kind of dumb. But, but it, yeah, I, I, I'm not clear on when Cass goes to Rito Village. If I remembering right from when I did this a couple days ago, it's once you've completed all of Cass's quests. Okay. Then huh. he then he returns to town. You might have to beat all four divine beasts. I don't remember. But it's very intended as like a, hey, if you've gotten all this, like like a couple other things in the game, it's like a reward for having completed most of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's good. I that checks that box where I was gonna get to the second DLC in a couple episodes and be very confused about like how do I activate the cast quest? <laughs> Unless there is a cast quest, and then I'm gonna eat my hat on this podcast about it so well we shall see we shall see okay went back to tarrytown uh-huh uh hudson needed one more shipment of wood uh which i actually did have to farm wood for a little bit up to this point i had collected enough wood just arbitrarily playing the game that i never had to farm any but at this point i was like okay i actually have to go like chop down some trees so where did you farm wood uh just outside of town the little forest over by the great fairy Oh, okay. Didn't take too uh, much time. I always would uh, farm wood, wood on the Great Plateau. Oh, okay. There's a good density of trees there. Yeah, yeah. In a couple spots. It was fun. Uh, did you smartly do it with bombs? No. I ah. used a... What did I use? I used an Ancient Battle Axe Plus. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, which is a waste of that item yes. that i'm going to need later which is very funny bombs are good for chopping down trees and that's converting what... those trees into lumber then you bring and that that's lumber. your little tip you bring that Ryan. yeah you bring the lumber to Hud- hudson uh-huh he says okay so here's the deal uh me and ronson are gonna get married oh and then you can talk to Ronson, and she's like, yeah, actually, I kind of like this guy. He's pretty cool. Uh, and they need a priest-like guy, which is a really good bit that this game does. <laughs> like, we need somebody who's kind of like a priest, please, that can, that can marry us. But the person's name has to end in son. Of course. Uh... And he also recommends, like, he might try the Zora, because I bet you could find a Zora that... I guess the implication is that Zora are more pious? Um, I think... Uh, they get, I don't they, remember. They get a plus to their religion score. Yeah. Is there any other indication of this? I guess because we've had... Um, we have the Zora in Ocarina explicitly worshiping jabu jabu yeah whereas in ocarina and in breath of the wild the gerudo are they they keep saying like don't the gerudo and ocarina kind of talk about how they don't really care about the religion that they used to have or is no, this that's, just implied by that's just here Okay. You get reference. The only reference to religion in Gerudo from the previous games that I can think of is like they have that big statue that they call the goddess of the sand or something like that. Yeah. Um, so. But they're not like actively 
going out to worship or observe anything there. Yeah. I, I think that there is. Um, and Gorons don't say anything about religion. And I think that there is a case to be made for the Zora being the religious race before <laughs> this quest says that they are. Sure, sure. Uh, you can go to Zoro's domain, and Capson is there. Uh, and Capson says, "Oh, I used to be a priest. I was. Re- I'm a retired oh, priest. That's like being a, a retired priest is technically not a priest." It, uh, you bring him back to Hudson, and he says, "That's a, that's even better than a priest-like person." <laughs> He's like, he says, "Like doesn't get better than that, or doesn't get more priest-like than that." I remember, um finding capson early in the game and thinking you know you have a very specific (laughs) job and nothing to do (laughs) i will be coming back to you yep at some time Uh for something that's a grade a uh video game npc right there yeah somebody that has an extremely specific purpose that you note you're just like oh yeah I, this is a character I will need later. Very good. So he walks slowly back, or and then you get him, and uh, Hudson is like approves. Okay. Uh, and then he says, "Can you go invite my boss and mm. my coworker, Bolson and Carson, because they're the last people that aren't here, and we need them to come to the wedding." So I got to go back to my house. Where Bolson and Carson just live outside of, yeah, yeah, for arbitrary reasons. I guess they like sell those houses nearby, but they're just uh, all, yeah, they're just always on my lawn. And I finally got to tell them get off my lawn. <laughs> Congrats! They're really excited about the wedding. You go back mm-hmm. to Terrytown. You get to watch a very very good cutscene. It's very cute. It's great on several levels. Yes, uh, because it really. Uh, gives a, a moment to shine to a lot of NPCs who otherwise are kind of one-dimensional. And maybe it's that they, like, the, it's a like a scene that goes on so long. Mm-hmm. It's not so much just, you know, video game character talks to you, has, like, something to say to you, and you maybe get to say yes or no in response but you don't get really get to play off of them or anything. And that might be why video game characters are often very flat and dull and one note. But here, because you're basically watching a movie, they get to uh, expand. And so, like, Hudson, for most of this quest, is just, like, kind of a dopey guy who just wants more NPCs and more wood to be brought to him and then here we find out that he has like deep feelings um and bolson who i would argue was already great gets Mm -hmm. to be even better it's good it's a good scene do you remember anything specific about it because i'm just going from my impressions they dress up they dress up bolson or uh, hudson and ronson in like slightly different outfits like uh hudson has a little bow tie that's good. That's good. And I forget what they exactly changed with Ronson's outfit. 
I feel uh, like Ronson. I remember Ronson in like it's like a shawl or something. A western like wedding dress. It's not full on that. It's like okay. her top is slightly different. It's like like a white top. It's oh, but in- she she has like. Or wait, is this real or am I looking at fan art? If it's um, fan, if you close your eyes, the fan art is real, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs> if, if you believe hard enough, it's the real thing. Um, but she's like she's wearing white that she wasn't wearing before. Yeah. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. They they do change their outfits for it. It's very good. And she has no like she has a I don't think shawl is the right word like a veil. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it it does closely resemble, or it's like it's not a full on wedding dress. A wedding dress through a Gerudo filter. Yeah. It yeah. also probably was way easier to model for this dumb. Oh, absolutely. Quest. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to? You want a whole wedding dress? Absolutely not. I'm not putting that much effort in today. Uh, and then the, the 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 joke of the whole scene is that they're reading off like the the vows, and as part of the vows, you get the uh, the Bolson Company line in there that any children you may have must mm-hmm. be have their name end in son. And yep. Ronson's like, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, really? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> and then everyone around her is like, no, it's great, it's tradition, it's our tradition. Even though it's like a corporate mandate. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's goofy. Uh, and that's it. And then Terrytown's done. It is a complete town with, like, amenities. Oh, it's good. It's, I think, the fact that you basically built it yourself... Mm-hmm. makes it feel so special and nice yeah it's good uh people start moving in at part way through all this stuff uh which i had forgotten for half half the part uh the one guy i know who moves in was grante grante oh, yeah grante it's got a little dash over the e and it's probably grante and he's uh, probably supposed to be named after pomegranate because he is. He's a Sheikah. He's, he's a Sheikah sp- guy. He's specifically Robbie and um, Robbie's spouse's child. That's cool. Uh, who they mentioned before. And then he. And he is blonde, right? He's the only blonde Sheikah. Is he? Maybe. I feel like he is. If he is, I didn't notice, but I might not have been paying attention to hair. It was light, light colored hair, regardless, because they have like all yeah. light, light colored hair. Uh, he his role in the game is to sell you armor that you might have accidentally sold to like a shop. Mm-hmm. Which means he has, like, in addition to a bunch of extremely rare armor, he has all of the DLC armor, <laughs> which is funny. He well, but you haven't sold that to a shop, or you have you no. So he just happens to have all the DLC armor. He has all of the rarest stuff. You could buy multiple Majora's masks from this man. I see. Uh, he will also sell you the Hylian shield if it breaks. That's how that okay. works. And I, I, it's on my wall at home. Why would I worry about that? Oh sure. Uh, I did finally fill up all my walls with stuff. Oh good. Uh, so now my house is mostly complete. There. What else is? It? Oh wait. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's some other people that have quests in Terrytown that I didn't even, I'd never ran into this before. There's a guy named Haggy. Yeah. Who is like portrayed as this like opulently wealthy person. Yes. And 
during the Terrytown stuff, I ran into him and he says, hey, I'm going to give you money. And you're like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to give you money right now. It's fine. And so (laughs) he forces you to accept like 100 rupees. And then he says, well, now that I paid you, you got to do this for me. And he asks you to go destroy two guardians that are near the town, which, you know, that's a valid quest. It's like, okay, that's something that probably needs to be done. Now, I remember him sitting on the edge of the island and watching the guardians walk around. Are we talking about the same guy? That's right. Yeah. Okay. He's overlooking like the little swamp area. That's uh, like it's a the, really dangerous to place to see an NPC who doesn't have a paraglider <laughs> so casually. We don't know. Maybe everybody else has paragliders. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, that would be. That's the world I want to live in. That'd be cool uh, to see in Breath of the Wild too. Just NPCs just paragliding everywhere. Like we all got these. Well, and they can't be that hard to make. It no. looks like it's just sticks and stuff. They're not like magic at all, as far as we understand. So, like, why not? Yeah. Um, the the. I guess the tableau of this NPC in a safe area looking across the water to a wild area and seeing the scariest enemies in the game just walking around, like observing that um, is very appealing to me. I love how um, when games play with distance in this way, and it's been a while since we talked about how you get to enjoy seeing things from a distance in Breath of the Wild, and this is a really cute example. Yeah. It's a good quest. You finish that, you go back, and he gives you 20 rupees, and he says, what? I mean, I gave you the down payment. I paid you up yeah, front. Yeah. Totally uh, understandable. And then he's connected to the other side quest that I didn't know about, where they're Haggy's daughter, Ruli, and Ruli's daughter, honey move into the town all these names feel like they're supposed to be a joke somehow well and they're not understand it they're not uh they don't end in sun which is very funny to me so it's like (laughs) only actual employees and people connected to employees have to abide by Mm -hmm, the -hmm. rules but i guess other people don't well haggy's money speaks the language of i forget how that idiom goes <laughs> uh honey has been stricken with illness and you can there's okay there's a during the day Ruli is just like talking to honey and like standing over her bed and being really nervous about stuff at night uh haggy will come in and Ruli and haggy will have a conversation that you're not privy to and so you get to use, like, the most underutilized mechanic in the game and go around to the back of the house and yeah. drop in the window. Wow. You uh, get to do it two times. There are two times in the game outside of the one... Tutorial in, part. The tutorial one where this is actually used, and I was shocked and amazed. The conversation's kind of confusing, but basically really makes it known to the world that I bet monster cake would make her feel better. That's the other thing. Um, Do they say monster cake out loud? They talk about cake and she says like, I would defeat a monster to make her feel better. Uh Uh-huh. So that's what I like about this quest. I completely forgot that you reuse the eavesdropping, but I like how you have to solve the mystery of they're talking about monster cake. 
which is one of the more obscure recipes. Yes. Yeah, you're given like the two keywords and you have to synthesize it and figure out that that's a thing you can do. So this really been... is like a detective story. A little bit. Uh, I made monster cake and made her feel better, which Yay. is good. Uh, I also had another quest where somebody else wanted cake that I had been putting off doing where uh, there's a gourmand like NPC at the Riverside stable who had sent me to Hyrule Castle to find the recipe oh, yeah. for a cake. Uh-huh. And that's where you can find the recipe for the monster cake and the fruit cake, I think, is the other cake. I think so, yeah. And, and he wants both those things. Nope, he just wants one. Oh, okay. You could just pick one and give it to him. And so I want to go was... back. Okay. Is there not a Majora's Mask quality to this monster cake uh, quest in Terrytown? I could see it. Yeah, this is the kind of thing you would be bipping around in Clock Town and have to. Yeah. It's about that. It's about that level of depth. Yeah, yeah. It's not super involved, but it's just weird and off kilter enough to like yeah. make it make it be memorable. Yep. Yep. This, th- this would fit in Clock Town like no problem. The other thing I want to say about Terrytown before we leave, um, Capson, no, not Capson, Fison, um, runs the Arrow Shop. Yes. And um, uh, the Goron kid runs a gem shop, right? Yes. The gem shop, I have never needed to buy gems. Yeah. (laughs) But the arrow shop is a godsend. I have bought so many arrows from that guy. That makes sense. I burn through a lot more of like the default arrows and other arrows. So I find myself. Yeah, me too. Like, every time I see Beetle, I hit him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I think that Fison has really good prices on arrows, too, if I remember correctly. I could believe it. I'm not paying too much attention to rupees these days. Uh, Though I do need more rupees to fashion together some ancient armor. But my the the character lady in the Goron Town doesn't have, was trying to buy diamonds off me, and I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I need these diamonds. <laughs> So wait, what do you need the diamonds for? Uh, I'm assuming there are diamonds in some of the upgrade stuff I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Oh, uh, well, we'll then that. let's move on. Let's get to that in a minute. Get to that. Uh, I completed a little sister's big request, which was oh, yeah. the the one where you have to bring some butter or dragonflies. Um, uh, again, it's much more complicated than that. Or like, wait, did we go already go through the part where you get the quest and you're just now coming back to complete it? That's right. Okay. So we talked about how the setup to this is you talk to one, the older sister who wants to do something for her little sister. You talk to the little sister to find out what that what she wants. You talk to the older sister and she says, ugh, bugs. Um, and it's another kind of Majora's Mask quest i would say because you have this um business of going back and forth talking to these people instead of someone just saying you know what i want one of each dragonfly 
and that is mimicked on the back half where you bring the dragonflies to the sister and she says i absolutely cannot bring these to her would you go take them to her please yes so then you go talk to the little sister and then the little sister is so psyched she runs to the big sister and says (gasps) check it out and then there's like a like a fake ah and then it fades to black and then it fades back up and she's like that was terrible but thank you for doing this quest very good very good there is oh okay there are two quests two side quests i was not able to finish this time around because of reasons uh the biggest problem one that i see is a quest called weapon connoisseur which i don't think i've ever talked about on the podcast but i've been secretly doing behind the scenes Uh, there's a child in hateno village who is curious about the outside world and is like i hear there's weapons out there my grandpa told me about these weapons can you show me some of these weapons and so it it's there's like a list of weapons that he will go through in order and they start with like very basic stuff and they get more and more advanced as time goes on uh i was at a point where i needed to bring him a wind cleaver uh, which I did not remember what a wind cleaver was, and I'm like, I <laughs> like what's a wind cleaver? I haven't even seen one of those yet. So I looked it up, and it's the Ega Blade Master weapon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I still haven't fought an Ega Blade Master aside from the one in Kakariko. I haven't gotten jumped by one yet to steal his sword. Wow. So I've got to wait till I get jumped. Have you just been warping from place to place? Not entirely, but I think. You have to kind of pass through certain areas to get jumped in that way. And oh, I've gotten jumped by like regular Ega troopers, but I haven't gotten okay. jumped by a blade master yet. I I don't know that they, uh, I don't think there's like a specific like spawn points for blade masters as opposed to plain old warriors. So I think you're just unlucky. But if you do more like actually covering ground on foot, yeah. You're bound to run into them. This is just one that's going to happen at some point, so I'm not too too worried about it. Um, and I was like, okay, that must be like the last step of this quest, right? That's uh, a pretty rare sword. Seems like a good stopping point. And it absolutely isn't. This is like step four of eight or something like that. Yeesh. Uh, and I was going through the list just to see what was on there. And one of them is that axe that I mentioned earlier. The ancient, oh, Zach! The ancient axe plus... Zach, you stupid moron. That I've wasted chopping down trees. Chopping and now I'm down like, trees, you dumb idiot. So now I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to go find one of those at some point. So uh, that one is going to remain in my quest log until such a time that I can advance that quest and move on. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, I went and found the eighth heroine. Oh, nice. Uh, which I had been right past. I just didn't go down that cliff wall to see it, which is really mm-hmm. funny. It's in like a north facing cliff wall in the Garrett Highlands. It's really good how easy she is to miss. Yeah. Cause like, cause she's huge. She's huge. And it's in this like alcove and it's, you're extremely unlikely to approach it from the way you would be from the direction that you'd be able to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more likely to like walk out onto her head and think she's just a rock because she's like not all the way carved out of the rock, right? She's like down a little bit in a way that it's like you wouldn't see it. And I didn't see it. I definitely walked up to the edge of it. So, um, but like, are we to understand that the heroines were carved here from the living rock and then transported somehow to the desert? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, also, they could have just been carved over there because, like, that's also near a rocky outcropping, kind of. So it could be either you way. You need to go back and check the exact characteristics of the rock and get some samples. <laughs> get some chemical composition. Yeah. Can, uh, we can open this do we know a geologist? Kerbal Space Program, right? Do we know a geologist? Does Kerbal Space Program model metal and, like, rock? Um, It has collecting samples from different oh like, biomes i'm like wait a second does it actually model that intensely i was shocked not really okay but like if this were a kerbal space program then the rock over here would be different from the rock over there it wouldn't actually look different they would just say it was different and um if if we turned out to be in a different biome then well look i'm designing this quest and i say <laughs> that uh they moved the colossal statues uh using ufos yeah probably there's ufos in zelda um what is the eighth heroine and why well there's seven heroines that all embody some kind of thing uh-huh we previously speculated that that's just the gerudo like take on the seven sages yes being an eighth one makes that really confusing Mm-hmm. Um what there there is some lore about the seventh or the eighth heroine um from the guy who gives you the quest, right? Not that I remember him saying. Just that there was an eighth. Oh. I don't think there I don't think there's anything to go off of here. I think it's all just speculation. Um uh, I, I I don't think there's hmm. anything of substance here. According to those who idolize the eighth heroine. She is enshrined somewhere in the Gerudo Highlands. Yeah, there's there's not mm. much to go off of there. She no. doesn't get an aspect either, unfortunately. No. Oh, it's so fascinating. This mysterious oh. eighth heroine. And so, in your favor of them having moved the statues, uh, her sword is missing. Oh. And you have to go find her sword, which is way up on a hill up above. Which How does that work? Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah. I forgot Aliens. all about that. Uh-huh. That's cool. This it is, is the very best cool. One. The other <sighs> half of the other the other part of this quest is the whole time you're dealing with this guy that is like in love with Link now all of a sudden cuz he's like, "Okay, okay, this I can talk to this lady and I'm going to ask her out and it's going to be great." Mm -hmm. And like you as Link are incredibly rude to him and it's very in a way that's very funny because He's got two pairs of shoes. He's got the sand shoes oh, and the yeah. snow shoes. <laughs> and so he, like, absentmindedly says he will give you the sand shoes for doing this first quest. Uh, and then you get those. And then you can go back to him and then he'll, for the, the, um, the sword quest, and he will, you can, you can bully him into making the reward be the snow, uh, the snowshoes as well. Mm. And, he will like talk under his breath as you're talking to him and he's like well I, I want my shoes but also this is my chance to talk to her more so i guess i'll agree to it it's not like she's actually going to be able to go find this thing and then uh you know you accomplish all these goals you very rudely say shoes now yeah yeah he's left without shoes he finally works up the courage to ask link out and you turn him down 
and he's left shoeless and loveless, and it's very funny. Well, it's good. It's great. I forget how funny it is in the text, but the way you describe it, it sounds mean. It is. It's incredibly mean. It's very funny. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good, actually. Uh, that's it for that. I went and did a real easy quest called Gift from the Monks. Where oh, yeah. After I had accomplished uh, all 120 shrines, I got a monk voice talking to me and said, hey, go back to the, uh, the, the Forgotten Temple. And behind uh... the big old goddess statue are three chests that have the outfit of the wild. And it is... A green hat and a green tunic and some boots. Yeah, it's the... So you look like Link. You look like Link from the the video game. The fairy boy. And it's like a... It's it's not explicitly one from, like, any other game. It's like this this game's version of that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, like... Kind of doesn't sit well with me because... It seems to imply that this is the canonical outfit of this game. In the way that the other... uh, you know, stuff you can get from Amiibo, those guys, those Link's things are their canonical outfits. And here, it turns out, in a way, that the canonical outfit of this game is one that you could not wear or see until you did all the shines. And, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, from Nintendo's perspective, they view it as, like, one of the canonical outfits. Because in Smash Bros, you get, like, the blue champion's outfit and then the b outfit is the the outfit of the wild oh okay so they they definitely view like the blue tunic the champion's tunic as like his actual default appearance right, in right. this video game well and i and think everyone is... does yeah so for this quest to or for this, these items to be like this is kind of wonky to me um i, I don't know i think it's fine and also it's like never going to show up again that's right <laughs> Because we're going to get all new outfits in the next game. It's going to be great. What what crazy outfits will Link get up to next? I think there was already a game about that. There was. It's not very good. <laughs> Whoops. Um, good outfits in that game, though. Uh, so on the topic of outfits, I, again, invested some time while I was playing to see how much more stuff I could upgrade. Oh, uh, okay. And I upgraded a bunch more stuff. And I started to scope out the idea of, okay, well, what would it take to actually, like, fully yeah. upgrade every outfit? Uh-huh. And, like, there's a couple things to upgrade that I look at and I say, okay, that's achievable, that's achievable. It's, like, stuff where I have to go find more lizards or more fish. I'm like, okay, like, those aren't too bad. The really rough ones are the ones that you need parts from the dragons. Yeah. And, like, you need a substantial amount of parts from the dragons. And star fragments, which I have spent zero time accumulating this playthrough. Uh-huh. Because they're so arbitrary and weird to get. And so... Have you ever gotten a star fragment from killing a Lynel? I don't fight many Lynels, so no. <laughs> well, they drop star fragments. So. That's useful. Oh, that Lynel parts is another one that is... Oh, yeah, games, yeah. Which I figure at some point I can just start fighting Lynels and get those. Like, it's like... You know, those are trackable and like you can find those things but that's good to know that they drop star fragments because that's the one where i'm just like that's so arbitrary and like well you can also farm inconvenient. dragon parts oh yeah 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 
I know there's ways to do that, so I'm not too worried about that. So we'll, we'll see how much. Uh, go ahead. How much of your life you're willing to throw away in the pursuit of upgrading everything? Exactly. Hard to say. Uh, we're not at that point yet. I got other. I got other things to do in the video game, and you kind of want to like put off doing stuff like that, like actually grinding as you play through, because you know, as I play through, I found a lot of these materials. Sure. Sure. I have had some star fragments from just playing the game. I think I've used them all at this point, but I, you know, they did show up. So what? What did you use them for? More uh, upgrading stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because you supposedly can make potions with them, right? Oh, probably. The potion system is still something I've barely touched. Okay. Like I don't know. You can probably make some extremely good potions, but I feel like the food is just easier and more accessible. Yeah. yeah. So well, just... and the. There's very little that the potions can do that the food can't. I, I wonder, yeah. Are there potion effects that can't be accomplished by food that like I don't know about? Um, I'm going to have to look at that, You I might guess. be able to make a case that it, like, say, getting triple lightning resistance for 10 minutes is, like, easier to do, supposedly, with the potion. But by the time you have so many of every part, then any any difference in difficulty between the food version and the potion version kind of gets disappears because it's so easy to find anything. Sure, sure. So we'll see. I'm I'm eyeballing that as a long term goal, but I've got other stuff to do first, Uh, like the side quest with the Leviathans. Oh, yeah, you forgot to take a picture of one of those guys. I forgot to take a picture of one, so I went back and took that picture. Okay. And then I brought it to Sarah's stable. Sarah's? That's the name of it, right? Seren. Seren's stable. And uh, showed the nerds the pictures, and they were all very excited that each picture that I showed them proved their personal hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And did not interrogate further that their hypotheses are all... Uh, mutually exclusive so uh mission accomplished and then i did oh i did the the bracket xenoblade chronicles 2 bracket side quest okay which i remember this involving some red comets it's cool it's genuinely super cool okay describe it to me uh like a lot of the dlc items you're given directions on like where to go but these directions are cooler because you're not just looking for a chest that's hidden somewhere it gives you a place to go and a direction to look so like uh-huh. you go to like the bridge of lake highly the middle of it and it says look to the south sky or whatever and you look to the south sky and then you wait and it makes a very specific sound effect that i assume is from xenoblade chronicles 2 brackets yeah that's that's cool and it, true and a a meteor crashes down at a spot that you can see and so you run over to there and a chest is there instead of just like a star fragment that's cool and it's like a stylized chest probably in the xenoblade chronicles 2 bracket style yeah and yeah xeno chest and you open it and inside is one of the pieces of the armor of the main guy from that rex yeah uh it's not particularly the good armor i will say um it does not look that cool on link no, it does not match his model because the Xenoblade guy looks a little more like cartoony. Uh-huh. He doesn't he's got less like human like realistic human body proportions. Uh I think. 
I don't know. I haven't played the video game. What uh, video game? Xenoblade Chronicles 2 bracket. Oh, okay. Uh, But that got in, you know, that got in here because Monolith Soft did a lot of work on this game. Ah. Because they have kind of fashioned themselves as people that can do a lot of good, like, work on, like, worlds specifically. Interesting. I've read a lot of speculation that a lot of this game's, like, accomplishment in making a cool world uh, is because of them. And now I've not... Nice. I have not played, like, their other games, but I know that their other games have reputations as having really cool worlds to run around in. Well, right. Like the, because uh, they're, they did Xenoblade Chronicles on Wii, and then it's on a bunch of other stuff now. And that's one that, like, you run around on all these, like, the whole game takes place on, like, two giant titans that are, like, deceased, but, like, standing in the middle of an ocean. Mm. And, like, each zone is, like, you're on this arm, or you're, like, on his shoulder, and there's, like, a mountain there, and it's, like, seems really cool. That's cool. And so they do a lot of stuff with really big sweeping environments, and so it seems like that's kind of their niche they've worked into. Like, in addition to making, like, probably good RPGs that I'm never going to touch, but it's cool. Monolith Soft seems like there's some good folks. I would like to play the one with the mechs, but they're never going to put it on Switch. Why, why not? Why? I don't know. They they made a Xeno, what is it? Xenoblade Chronicles X. It's one of the, the games in that like meta series. And it's like one of those, but you also get mechs in it. But it and can't come out on the Switch? It's one of like the last remaining Wii U games that hasn't been ported. <laughs> it seems like there are a lot of those. No, there's like barely any left. There's like but that. People keep bringing them up. What is there left? There's that. There's like Star Fox that nobody really wants. I want it. I want Star Fox Zero. I extremely don't want Star Fox Zero. You can have it. It's okay. I was bummed that Star Fox Zero wasn't any good. It was kind of good. There are two good levels. Have we have we had this conversation on this yes. podcast before? This sounds familiar. <laughs> it might have been after we stopped recording, but okay. we have talked about this before. <laughs> And I do like that game. I wish I liked it more. I wish I liked it more. Bring back Starlink. Starlink was cool. Uh, the that. one where Link is in space. Well, okay, I would also play that. But no, Starlink is the Ubisoft, like, Toys to Life space game that they put Star Fox into. Oh, yeah. And that game was all right. Let, let Ubisoft make another one of those. That'd, that'd be fun. Just take out the toys to life because you know nobody cares about toys to life anymore mm. until until breath of the wild 2 brings back you know more champion amiibos i think that maybe in like 20 maybe only 15 years i'll be able to cash in on some toys to life nostalgia <gasps> and wait that'd be cool everyone will be you know video games will have evolved beyond any sort of physical media it's just something that you download into your eyeball yeah and i will be like wait what if there was a Lower plastic model and people will be like i remember that from when i was a kid the eye and eyeball is a lowercase i oh yeah yeah ha uh yeah Good 2006 joke Zach. uh that's what it's about these days <laughs> 
Uh, that's it. Uh, that was most of the side quests. There's one other side quest that I have not completed yet. What is that? Uh, it is EX DLC one, <gasps> the trial of the sword. 